Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia Agnello, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Looking for hair removal tools that not only deliver smooth results, but also empower you with a sense of complete control? Enter Conair Girlbomb, your secret weapons for smooth, sleek results made just for women. From the ultimate Girlbomb grip and professional grade blades, you don't have to compromise and settle for less. Conair Girlbomb equips you with the precision and power previously reserved for men's grooming tools. So take your hair removal routine to the next level with Conair Girlbomb. Available at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. <clears throat> AT&T connects an ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories. Change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Here's Nikki. Hello. Here I am. It's Tuesday on the Nikki Glaser Podcast. Thank you for listening, everyone out there, whether you're new or old or young or old or. Uh, no matter which way you identify, I just had a uh, bestie write into me and say that, uh, you know, we tend to talk about hetero sex topics on the show. And um, she gave me some uh, queer uh, sex uh, or uh, like a queer Instagram account um, that has a lot of like helpful, like positive sex stuff for um, anyone who might not, you know, relate to all of the hetero stuff I'm, I'm sending. So I just want to let you guys know that you should check out uh, Queer Sex Therapy on uh, Instagram. It's a good account that has like really helpful, like the same way that Sex with Emily has like helpful, 
you know, uh, sex positive affirmations, things that encourage you to like explore yourself and your sexual identity. This is for people who identify as queer. But queer means like it could be the umbrella of like not hetero. I'm trying to be an ally. I got to educate myself more. But uh, yeah, I mean, I definitely want to cover all sorts of um I just want I want to make sure everyone feels represented by the show. But sometimes, you know, we talk about our experience and it just happens to be one that is extremely hetero at times. It's a lovely Tuesday here in St. Louis, Missouri. Um, It's hot as balls outside. Andrew's home from a night out. Uh, He spent the night at his girlfriend's. I had the place to myself. Was going to get stuff done. I don't even know what I did last night. What the hell did I? I tried to watch The Bachelorette. I just don't care. I just don't care. Some seasons, I don't care about this person finding love. And no offense to Katie. She's a lovely lady. And I'm sure by the last couple episodes, I'll be very invested in who she chooses. But uh, I don't care at this point. And if I don't have someone to watch it with, not fun. Uh, not fun at all. Um, and that's why I need a husband or a partner. I, you know, I'm leaving it open. I just need, uh, Andrew might be, you know, married, uh, not, not to necessarily to this, but like, I just feel like I need a backup Andrew to live with me. I need a backup roommate in case something happens to Andrew. I mean, he could die. And I, I was thinking the other day, I go, what am I going to do if Andrew dies? Who am I going to live with? Or if Andrew, like, decides he, you know, gets married or wants to live on his own, who am I going to live with? Because I do not like living alone. Um, But a lot of people live alone that don't necessarily want to live alone. And you make it work. Um, You have people over, which I also tried to do this weekend. But I was taking care of my dog, Marion, and she was just a gaping wound. I took her to the vet yesterday. Then I left her at the vet because she had to get sedated and I mean is it bad that I was so excited that I could just leave her there and my parents were going to pick her up because they were coming into back into town at like six and I dropped her off at four five o'clock and they were like we can get her into surgery by 5 30 and um or not surgery but they're you know like patching up her uh sutures that popped open and they were and I was like should I wait And and they were like it's going to be, she's not going to be done until six. And I was like, by that time, my parents are driving back in from Cincinnati. I'm off the clock, baby. When I left Marion, although I was excited that I was finally not going to be her 24 hour a day caretaker, I was kissing her goodbye. And the vet, the, both the ladies at the, the vet were like, they kind of looked at me and they were like, this is like a really bad wound in the worst area and there's no wonder it's split they kind of like let me off the hook for anything i thought that i was doing wrong they were like this is just impossible to not to it's really going to be a hard one to heal because it's in a weird area and then i got emotional because i just felt like they forgave me for maybe if 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 the suture had come undone because of my care or something you know i felt like guilty and then um i just was like I think I was just like saying I just did my best and it was really hard because they were like, this is a really them acknowledging that my weekend was hard was like was what made me cry. If I'm going to be honest, it wasn't like them being like me saying goodbye to Marion and loving her so much. It was like (laughs) it was like someone 
finally acknowledging like how traumatic ever it was to take care of something that is could possibly die under your care if you don't be so gentle with it and constantly monitor it and I just need validation more often I guess I need like more people to be like this is hard because and not because I secretly think what I'm doing is hard and I want people to know what a fucking angel I am or whatever it's like I don't let myself admit what I did is hard until someone else says it is and then I can finally feel all the feelings that come along with it being hard like all the times I wanted to cry this weekend because I was just overwhelmed with carrying her and making sure her wound stayed in like you guys when I carry this dog you aren't like her wound it has to stay closed and when she walks it open like so I have to constantly hold her in a way that keeps it shut but if it even adjusts in a weird way it'll pull at it and then she'll yip like it was so stressful and just like having these women go this is tough like and it's then an affirmation the, yeah yeah I wouldn't say valid I would say it's an affirmation mm. like what's the difference I think that validation has like a negative connotation to it, but an affirmation is like a like a positive way of um, it's it's a positive acknowledgement. Right. Okay. So it could be the it kind of is the same thing, but it's like I just wanted someone to acknowledge that what I did was difficult, and that and it's the same thing. It's why I like gangbang porn. I know this is a stretch, <laughs> but it's the same reason. Like I like. I like, and my favorite thing about porn is when a girl is being pushed to her limits and then they acknowledge that what she's doing is difficult. That's all I ever want in porn is for people to be like, good girl, great job, wow, that's right, good. Like any kind of encouragement, I like love. And it's all because I want to push myself to the limit and I want to be acknowledged that what I did was hard. And there's something like it feels like I shouldn't need that, but I definitely did need that. And I like kind of cried at the vet and made them uncomfortable a little bit. I like uh, quickly ran out of the room as I was crying, but um, I didn't expect to cry. And then and it really is because I love her so much. Like I I truly love this dog so much. And it's heartbreaking to see something you love, like not understand what it's going like you you can't reason with a dog like you I'll be back like there's something nice about and I know babies obviously can't understand because they're so poppy but that's an inside joke if you haven't if you don't understand that don't worry we'll catch you up at some point um but you know humans you can say this is what's happening like there's not all some people have Problems. I don't want to say that taking care of a human is there's just something of when animals because animals cannot speak or understand. It's so frustrating. How great would it be if your dog understood? I'll be right back. And I always am honest with the dogs. I go, I'll I'll never leave you. I'll never leave you. And then I go, unless I die, in which case you're set because everyone in my life knows where you would go. Like you have there's a plan for you. You'll never be on the streets again. I mean, not, I don't know what if we, if the society collapses, I guess they'll be on the streets again and then we're all on the streets. But I wish dogs understood that, uh, but they do, they do sense love. Luigi's sleeping in my closet. He got really neglected this weekend because I was caring so much for Marion that he like, he was just the, 
he wasn't getting as much love. And um, and so since Marion's left, I've really babied him and acted like he was a little injured baby. And he's been like, it's so funny how quickly an animal will enter that um, sick role, I think is what they call it in psychology, is where if you are treated like you're sick, you become more of a baby and you just kind of lean into it. And humans do that a lot when they get sick. You Men do that a lot when they get sick. Like a man gets a cold and he's like, I'm a baby. And it's like suddenly like these burly men like can't handle. And not to invalidate their pain because it is their pain and they're doing what feels good and feels soothing to them. But I do oftentimes find that men get a little bit more like, I'm, I'm sick and kind of lean into it more. And um, it, there's something cute about it. Women do have a higher threshold for pain. I, I just, it, it has to be un, undoubted, undoubtedly true. I watch this, as you guys know, I, I watch, you know, weird videos at night to like soothe me. One of them is this account that I've told you about. It's called Next Level Injury. <laughs> and it's this guy on Instagram or on um, YouTube. Next Level Injury is, I think, the name of the account. Um, I subscribe to them and it's just this guy who does like manual therapy on his clients and next stage injury. I'm sorry, next stage injury, which is kind of a funny name because it seems like he's giving them their next injury because he does this stuff to them that they are screaming in pain the whole time. And there's both men and women. They're all like really muscular. They're like fighters. I think he has some kind of like association with a gym and all of their tr fighters go to him. So it's all these really perfectly trained uh, physical specimens come into him with the greatest bodies and they're having hip pain or sciatica or foot pain. And they come in and he does these things where he goes, he counts back from five and he does these like one, two, three, four, five, and he'll dig into the muscle and they're like, ah, ah. like it's literally like every single person is like giving birth. There's something so satisfying about it to me. I don't know why, but let me tell you based on the hundreds of videos he has up, maybe not hundreds, but many dozens the women are always able to handle the pain more than the men. And I don't think he's going harder on the men or women. Like, I just don't. And so from that, I can tell. But you guys got to watch it. Uh, next Stage Injury Therapy. He has 120,000 subscribers. I'm not alone. Uh, next Stage Injury. Um, Noah, do you, do you get any, like, satisfaction out of, like, do you like pain? Because, like, if I have a bruise, I'll be pressing that bruise all day long. Like, I love pain. I got new bunion splints that after my, they're on, they straighten my bunion so it's not curved towards my second toe. And it straightens it in a line which goes against the joint. Like, my joint wants to go the other way and make an angle. And it straightens it out. And after a while, it causes this, like, I love that feeling. Fucking, like. Like so just good. going against the grain. Like I like things that like go against the like that force your bone to like do the other thing that it wants to do. And I love it. And it starts to give me this cramp. And I just then I'll press on the cramp and I'll like torture my. It's so weird. And then at one point it becomes unbearable and I kick the splint off. I like thrash in bed to get the splint off. And I'm like, get it off. And then like my foot is back to normal. But I just I, I love I love pain. It's weird. I'm not on your on your level. I remember yeah. when we went to get foot massages <laughs> and uh, the masseuse who was very familiar with you was pushing on my foot the same way that he was pushing on yours. Yeah. And it felt really good, but I couldn't like I didn't have the tolerance. 
for yeah. for a half hour. No, it's it's it really is terrible. Sometimes they would be so hard that I would be like, I can't, I can't, I can't, because they would get a like they would have a little fun with me because they're like, oh, this girl can really take it. <laughs> um, but I just love. I don't like sharp pains. Like I don't want like like needle pains or like I just like dull pains. I guess I don't. Mm. But I don't want to be hit. I don't want like sudden. I want like slow, like ease into it, and then like it's. I need a. I need a. I need an ease up. I don't like sudden. Like I would never. When I've been in bed and had like someone like hit me in bed because it was like that kind of sex or whatever. I've always been like I don't like that because it's like surprising. You're like ah. But like if it was like a slow hit, I don't even know what that would be. I could be more into that. I don't know how we got here. All I want though is acknowledgement of how much pain I can take. But like in, in terms of like the um, jujitsu that you do, I don't want to feel that kind of pain. I don't want to get like hit and like. There's no hitting in jujitsu. Okay, you like I don't. It. It's, it's a pressure pain. It's it, totally it, up it's your alley. Only pr- it's only pressure. What's the most you've been injured in jujitsu? What's the most pain you felt and where was it? A lot of bruising. Okay. Um, And then just like. From what though? Just from uh, applied pressure. Either someone's knee or someone's body. There's a lot of smashing. Okay. I like smashing. Okay. Yeah. There's no kicking or hitting? No, there's no kicking or hitting in jujitsu. So how do you like make contact? You just slowly get close to each other then pressure? Yes, it's it's what? hugging. It's it's hugging. You're hugging like, a lot. Why don't I understand this. Wait, so you start off in a hug? Uh, well, who you makes the first c- attempt to hug or to so touch? You, so you start either sitting or on your knees. There's a top sitting? and bottom. There's top and bottom position. Okay. Unless you start from standing up, which is kind of more when you're Advanced. practicing for competition. Okay. But uh, like all jujitsu is like on the ground, meant for on the ground. There's a lot of uh, hugging and pressure passing. Do you mounting. ever smell someone and they smell really bad? Or are you so in the moment that like smells don't really come into it? Is there someone like sometimes you're like, I don't want to touch this person. I don't mind body odors. I don't like colognes and perfume, like strong colognes and perfumes. So I mm. prefer the body odors. But yeah, there's a lot of bad smells. <laughs> okay. Because you're yeah. so close to someone. And how long does it last where you can be like that? Like how long before people are, okay, we're done here. And, and it's just pinning someone to a point where they can't move anymore and that's when you win? Um, well, you could do it by points or by the time the clock runs out. That's called okay. a roll. And, and, you know, sometimes it's three minutes, sometimes five minutes. More advanced, this could be seven minutes. Okay. Or submission when the other person right. taps. Well, that's hot too. Like safe word? Well, it's it's a tap. (laughs) I established a safe word the other night with my partner because before we got started, I was like, there were a couple things that I was like, hey, can we just like avoid these two things? At first, I I was thinking ahead of time, like last time we had fooled around, there were a couple things that I was like, oh, I want to tell him not to do this because it's like one of my things. But not in the moment because it wasn't really an issue. Like if it would have been an issue in the moment, I would have been like, stop it. And he would have. But before we got started the other day, I like stopped and was like, hey, can we have some like, can I have some rules for this? And I was like, "Okay, hair pulling. We can't we got to do like you got to get a whole chunk like you got to grab like the whole you got to get like a ponytails amount because he this person also has like, you know, like every man is worried about losing his hair. And I go, imagine if I tugged on a little 
piece of your hair compared like this compared to this and he was like oh yeah and i'm like so make sure you get it all but i would just avoid it completely if you if you don't mind and i said if you have to though like all of it and i'll let it slide and then i also said there's another one too and i couldn't i was like i can't remember but i'm sure you're gonna do it and then i'll tell you in the moment and it was um it was preserving my um throat let me just say like because when you have when something when you when you choke on something and it gets lodged in your throat you know how your voice is scratchy the rest of the day it's because it like abrades part of your throat it doesn't even have to be something that like actually scratches it's just like having something on your there's something that happens when i choke on like a, anything that makes me have a scratchier voice than i already have and i'm like so we're like mid mid uh you know what act and i was like oh i remembered um like we have to do this in the safest way which we've covered on the show we covered last week in the kama sutra positions off the bed make your whole throat a continual line so that there's no backing up into the uh your soft palate or whatever it is i don't know and um and so that was good and then we established a safe word which is uh safe word i'm just gonna say safe word that's good enough and um yeah it's kind of fun to have to come up with those kind of rules and um i was supposed to i was supposed to have a a dalliance last night but i just like i don't know i to be honest with you it it was it couldn't have happened until too late at night and i was waiting up and then i got excited just waiting up and i was like i'll just like start pre-gaming and then it turned into my own little party. And then after the party, I was like, I don't want to party anymore. You know what I'm saying? And so uh, I just went to sleep. And uh, let's get Andrew in here. Andrew! Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Stadsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Jean Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with Hacks writer and actor Pat Regan, on how their improv experience helped them when shooting scenes and what it was like writing scripts for specific actors. You'll also hear from crew members like the costume designers on what it was like creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Hear stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and more. Watch Hacks streaming exclusively on Max and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. From BBC Radio 4. Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Well, the weather is getting a lot warmer and so your wardrobe probably needs an update. I know mine does. And it's so hard when you want to buy new stuff because you want it to last a long time. You want it to look really good and you want it to like stand the test of time in terms of like fashion. At least that's what I want. And so that's why I love Quince because Quince is all about effortless fashion that looks chic and timeless year round. I'm talking premium European linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from $30, washable silk top. They have so many chic jewelry pieces like these globe boho 
hoops. I love those. You could just blindly click and end up with such wardrobe essentials. They're not wasting your time at Quince. I love the Quince um, dress I got. I'm trying to find it because I want to say the exact name of it, but it's like this long sleeve dress, but it's like a midi skirt. It's so cute. It's like silky feeling. It's just, I've told you about it before. Okay, there's so much cute stuff on here. I got to go and get back to the podcast, but you know what to do. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to Quince.com slash Nikki for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C, Quince.com slash Nikki to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash Nikki. Are you looking for some amazing TV to stream? Well, sink into your couch and indulge with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. We're talking some of the greatest comedies of all time. Absolute must-watch shows. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the crew in How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons of How I Met Your Mother are now streaming on Hulu right now. One of my favorite shows ever. And I mean, don't you want to know how he met their mother? Then go back home with the Dumfies, the Pritchetts, and the Pritchett Tuckers in Modern Family. Then you can start over with the Roses on Schitt's Creek. And then see what's up in the Kyle household in My Wife and Kids. We're talking every episode and every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits, streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. I mean, can you even watch all of this? We think so. Head on over to Hulu and start streaming today. Now we're talking. We started talking about this incident. Drugs and uh, officials cover up. <laughs> you couldn't believe it. From iHeart Podcasts. It's like the police knew who he was before they got here. A story about money, power, and corruption. The medical school dean at USC was leading a secret double life. He's breathing right now? Yes, he's absolutely breathing. I'm a doctor, actually. There's no way that that guy's a doctor. I'm Paul Pringle, and I'm an investigative reporter for the LA Times. This is the story of an investigation that starts in a hotel room in Pasadena, California, and reaches all the way to the top of two of the most powerful institutions in the city of Los Angeles. When people fall in line, they fall in line. Looking back, I realized, oh, everyone knew. This is Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption. We're always going to have predators. It's the good people who stand by and do nothing that allow them to flourish. Listen to Fallen Angels, a story of California corruption, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. All righty. Hey, Andrew. Hey, Nikki. Good morning. How'd you sleep last night, buddy? I slept over at my lady's house. I know. I told them. Oh. I mean, that's all I told them. Yeah, no, it was good. It was good. Uh, her bed is on the floor now because she's moving, so she's say, selling everything. I was going to say, does she even have a bed? Yeah. So it's on the floor, which nice. is actually, it's easier to look at my phone uh, away from the bed because it's on the floor. So it's far. Mm. It's you ever look at your phone off the bed so you don't want to keep your partner up. Yeah, you just do it close to your face when you're turned away from them. Yeah, I, I like turn my body away from them and then I just go like I roll over on the yeah. other side and I go like this. Oh, interesting. Wait, what? What? Interesting. How? Why <laughs> do you have to extend your arm away? That's only giving them if they happen to yeah. turn around and see you. That's only giving them more of a view. It's almost like you're holding it out so they can see you. If you have it close to your face, they can't see. Mm. Not that you're trying to hide anything, but actually I am because I'm watching wart dissection videos. Nothing. Not like texting a boy, but no. But if I'm elevated, my arm is stretched out, but. Um, the phone is on the floor, so there's no light going near them. That's the one thing I'm oh, like. Oh, make it dim. I know, but it's, also, still, it's still annoying. It's like that little that flash. That bitch needs to get a fucking sleep mask. Uh, any, li- <laughs> any light I for my partner in bed, I go, 
not my problem because you could get a sleep mask, which is what I do. Then that's why I tell my partners when I'm sleeping next to him, I go, partner, you can be as loud <laughs> you as you want. Partner? I go, hey, partner. Hey, partner. You can be as loud as you want. <laughs> you can keep the TV on. So you didn't cowboy hat? You can uh, turn on the lights. You can do. You can listen to a podcast uh, as loud as you want because I have white noise and I have uh, my sleep mask. So, so and, and some people can't sleep with that stuff, but... You know, um, I, it's nice of you to put it far away, but I, I would never hold my hand far away and like on the floor. <laughs> I could see, I would feel if I were your girlfriend, which is nothing to worry about because I just know you, I would think you were trying to hide something from me yeah. as opposed to if you were just like, like quietly on your phone close to your face. Can uh, you not see unless things are far away? Well, I was looking at big tits down there. You know that. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was looking at big tits. Dot edu. Yeah. You, you subscribe to the YouTube channel. <laughs> Next stage, big tits. Yeah. That's, uh, that was a reference to a thing you missed in the beginning. Oh, <laughs> Just with, I, I agreed, though. I yeah, really rolled listen, with you it. Listen, you are yes-anding all over the place. Okay, so on the floor, it was easier for you to put your phone off the bed. Yes. Because it's, the bed is but, inches. But, you know, do you feel... Uh, okay, let's say it's time to go to bed. It's 11 o'clock, 11.30, whatever. Your partner goes, hey, good night. Do you feel... Uh, I feel a little bit of anxiety looking at my phone while they're trying to go. Do you... No. So, not even a little bit. Because they're not me. It might be time for them to go to bed. Yeah. But yeah. that doesn't mean it's time for me to go to bed. And I'm not up looking. I'm not up trying to find another partner. I'm not up. Partner. I'm not up doing things that they <laughs> couldn't know about. Yeah. I'm just on my phone, which is one of my hobbies, is being on my phone reading things. I get a lot of reading done. I, I could never, I would never, ever, okay. ever feel guilty about All that. Right, cool. Cool. Because I think people probably do nowadays. You shouldn't. And and not to, to tell you what to feel, but I, I can't say this enough. If you're in a relationship or any kind of friendship, if you want to do something, you're allowed to do literally anything you want if that's what you want to do. Like so often when my mom and dad were in L.A., my dad wanted to go out to lunch with his friend. And then afterwards, they were going to go to the friend's house and go see it. And my mom just wanted to take a nap before the party that night that we were throwing. And I told her, I go... She's like, but your dad is going to give me shit because I, I, I want to take a nap. And I go, but you want to. It doesn't matter what he wants. Like, you want this, but I need to do this for your dad. I go, and so I told my dad, I go, mom wants to take a nap. You don't need to make her feel bad about it. It's just what she wants to do and let her do it. It's not harming you, but, he, but I want her to go with me. Well, then... Why? Then it must not be that fun if you can't go on your own. But I it'd love be more how you're like the mediator for your parents all the time. I like, am because like, I need my mom to understand that her feelings are valid. And just because my dad doesn't agree with them. Yeah. She and took she was nap. probably better at the party because yes. of it. Yes. That's the thing. People Some, don't understand that what, what makes you, those things you want to do that your partner might not want to do or your friend might not want to do is going to make you better down the the road and also they're not you so they don't understand what's going on inside you so don't let them ever tell you you we need to go to bed or like and and you're just putting that on her of like she's like okay lights out she's rolling over to fall yeah. asleep and now you feel like you have to that's a you thing oh obviously. for sure for sure but there are some partners that would make their partner feel bad brett is not like that but you're Living yeah. in a world where you're, you're somehow like breaking the rules by staying up. Yeah. There's a part of you. What is that? I don't know. I told Brennan the other, we had a conversation about 
uh, speaking of being tired, you know, your boy gets tired a lot. If I, especially if I work out or whatever. And I, and I told her, I go, look, I, I want to, I would love to have sex with you every day. Some days I'm just tired and it has literally nothing to do with you. I'm so attracted to you. Yeah. And she goes, yeah, I don't need to have sex with you to make you, th- make me think that you like me. I go, oh, okay, cool. Like, I'm just glad, like that was an anxiety I was having because like, there's times when like, I just don't want to have sex, but it literally has nothing to do with my attraction to her. Yeah. And I go, well, you know what? Maybe I could skip working out or hitting golf balls so we could have sex longer. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I could think about those things, right. but sometimes I'm just tired. You, you could know? take a nap instead of doing the, that, but you could take a nap <laughs> instead of doing this thing. Because in the end, yes. though, if if you continually choose working out and golfing over being able to fuck your girlfriend as yes. much as she wants to fuck, that will eventually be a thing that she could be like, okay, well, maybe you need to take a page out of Julie's notebook, Mrs. Glazer, and take a fucking nap. Yeah. So that you can go to the party later in my puss. Yes. And yes. But as you know, I'm a Zoloft man, and I just, I don't get horned. Like, she's more horny than me at the end of the day. So I so you know I got to figure that out. I Zoloft gotta, yeah, Zoloft curbs your libido. I thought it made it so you can't come, but I guess that's just like curbing your libido. Yeah, I think But the, you can stay hard forever because of the uh Viagra or whatever. Oh, yeah. got it. So but then the you're less sensitive. <laughs> yeah, I just it just like I'm just not I'm not like when I get horny, I'm horned up. I want to fuck. I love it. But it's once every I'm like I said, once every, every four, days. four days. Yeah. Like That's the, why I. Yeah. I don't let guys that I'm hooking up with masturbate until yeah. I, see I don't them. masturbate, though. Yeah. So but I, I do save my stock and I save my horniness for her. And that's how much I care about her. I'll say this to women. <laughs> any women dealing with a guy like this in your life that definitely has to like gets less horny than you because we can have multiple orgasms. We go through periods of the month and I'm just making this up where we're like ovulating. So we'll be horny for consistently even after we come a lot. Like it's just, we're not synced up in the same way. Like, so I would say don't let them come when you, if you are a woman who like wants to have sex multiple times over a weekend with your guy and you know that he doesn't want to come more than once every four days, when you fool around with him, don't let him come and tell him that and like ease off. Don't yeah. let him come. And then guess who is going to be so and, and it's going to be frustrating. But guess who's going to be all fucking over you all weekend <laughs> because he didn't get to come and don't let him fucking masturbate. And his energy will be so all over you so, like everything you want but you can't let them come. It works so well in the moment. They're very frustrated, but I swear to God, um, it works. Cause I'm watching that show sex life. Yes. And I'm, and I feel more like a Cooper than a, than a Brad. Like Brad is the ladies man. Mm-hmm. Who, he just fucks in Puerto Rico for hours. They're never putting clothes on, you know, whatever. And then Cooper, you know, loses his heart on sometimes he's, you know, work, you know, he's paying attention to other things, but he loves his wife. And yeah. he, and he wants to f- and he he's still attracted to her, but you know he's just not that sexual of a human being. So I don't know. I'm probably somewhere maybe in the middle. But do you stop start- coming? I try I not to do. come every I time do, you I have do. sex. I do that. You do. you'll you'll hold off. Yeah. And she and but the problem is, you need to both be on board with this so that someone isn't disappointed when you don't come. So last night 
I wasn't feeling it, but she was horned up. We yeah. were watching <laughs> Sex Life again. Yeah. And I think she gets horned up when. Yeah, I mean, she... it's like the sexiest show. It's all like. <laughs> Did just... you watch any more episodes? N- no, because I don't watch things alone. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Partner. Partner. So, uh... Giddy up. <laughs> so she, she watched. So she was all horned up, and then she, I was like, "Look, just grab your toys. I'll lay down next to you. I'm here for you." And I like rubbed her like chest yeah and like choked her a little bit while she was doing her toy so i was present and she's like well kiss me and i didn't kiss her until i knew she was about to finish yeah so i was there for the it was like an experience for both of us yes without the pressure of me like having to fuck and i know that sounds crazy. i don't does that it doesn't sound crazy at all that's like a normal thing like even in that scene in the first episode of sex life there's a scene where she like masturbates because her husband wants to watch the game and he's like fingering her and 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 then eventually she just grabs her toy because he's so not into it and like it doesn't have to be that is hot to me i thought that was a hot scene as opposed to like what they were trying to make it out to be which was like Oh, I guess this guy can't fuck his wife, so he'll just lay next to her. It's like, guys, sometimes don't want... It takes a guy to get... They have to keep their dick hard to perform, and sometimes that's a lot of stress, so just let them... And generally, when they're laying next to you and you're doing it yourself and they're just, like, present, they're gonna get horned up by just watching you do that. Yeah, I was getting pretty... It was a battle between I was getting horned up but also with, you were tired. Yeah. So and you I were was enjoying, like half hard. Yes. My dick was tired and horned up. Yeah. Yeah. It's it, all, it's, it was, but you know, we're, we're, we verbalize it and I think that's the key. If I were you, I mean, the, as me as a pleasure delayer where I never want to come and I'm always worried that like, for me with me, like it's so similar to me with meals. Like when I'm really hungry, I'm sad to get full because I'm scared that that feeling of hunger won't come back or like it will be a long time before it comes back. It's going to be like eight hours until I feel that hungry again. And I'm like, food tastes so good when you're that hungry. And like, that's, uh, I get sad that hunger is going to go away. So if I were a man that knew after I came, my sexual urges that are like literally all that keeps me going would be sapped, I would never want to come. So I don't understand what, why do you want to, why do people want to come if they know, especially men, if afterwards you know that you're going to be not yes. necessarily turned off, but a completely different feeling. Like, are you just not attached to that feeling? Do you just not, do you just always think that that feeling is not coming? I would hate the absence of desire that follows an orgasm, which I don't feel as a woman because I can have multiples. Mm. It only gives me more. It makes me more hungry. I, I mean, there, that's a lot to unpack. But I, the, the, for four days, I, I really don't jerk off. I jerk off. V- I know. So when you so little now. So when you after that four days, when you've saved yeah, it up, I'm ready and you to come, go. Yes. So, aren't you sad that it's going to be another four days until you yeah, feel that way again? Yeah. There's a little bit of sadness, but I don't try to like. Overthink See, I would it. never ever give in to that. But and what so should I, I could, do? Oh, Just I like think not- guys start to get angsty though if they don't come i know but like the, but it's christmas <laughs> I'm different Eve. though i think the, i'm different than a lot of guys leading up to porn leading up to the orgasm is what's fun about the orgasm the orgasm is like seconds of pleasure but it's all the, we all know that the leading up is the best part yes it annoys me so why don't we just cut it off before that part yeah it's so a, we can extend it, that and do it all the time 
Yeah. It makes sense to but me. You but you got to get it out or, or I'm going to probably shoot somebody. No, I don't think that's true. I honestly <laughs> try it. come on accident. Honestly, if Brenna is listening, don't let him come. And just when How he's about dare to you? pull away because see what happens. See what happens when a guy is about to come. You don't let him. He gets soft again and then he has to live his life. Is he going to haul off and hit you because he didn't get to come? Is he going to kick the dog? I'm guessing not. What I do think will happen is that he's going to be all fucking. <laughs> over you look because he didn't get what he wanted let's get to the news i think there's something to this i think i i really wish i could be a man for a couple days when people ask that like what would you do if you were a man i would not come and see how uh much i could get done by having the desire to want to come and never really like letting myself have it i guess there's a difference though with me there's a difference between holding back the come and just not being able to come because of antidepressants so no 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 you want to come and she says no yeah you're not allowed to but you don't you never withhold pleasure from yourself when you get a package from amazon you rip it open in the elevator on the way up when you get a sandwich you start eating it in the car on the way home like delicious before you can put condiments on it i want my orgasm to be perfect that's why i literally never come because i'm about to and i go nope you can find a better video that's gonna make it even feel better and i keep going and then i'll lose it and then i have I practically do this to myself. I edge myself and then I never come. And then the next day I'm all horned up again. I do get angry that like if I'm, I, sorry, I, Noah. I do get upset. Sorry. Four day, if I wait four days and then I really want to just devour, like I really like, I'm so attracted to her and like, I'm so sexy. Yeah. I love that. I do love that feeling. That and I always. wish I could have it every day. You could, if you didn't come. Yeah. But then I don't come. I know. But then what do I do? But, you do everything until you come. Is sex not enjoyable until you go, Ugh! is all of that not enjoyable? Uh, the climax is pretty important. I, I, I would argue that oh. it is not as important as you're giving it because I don't think that that is honestly the feeling that you are trying to achieve and it's more about the lead up to it, which you could always have. Noah? Uh, I don't. I, oh, you're not going to like this, Nikki, but I live for orgasms. I just like if if I could eliminate everything else up to it and just have the orgasm, I would. No, no, I'm not allowing Thank you, this. No, Noah. Noah, if you could press a button and just come, but, you would. <laughs> oh my, there's yes. nothing about the anticipation. That's, there's nothing the best about feeling smelling. in the world. Let's talk about okay, a meal. When you, would you rather just have that meal in your stomach, or would you rather? Smell it, taste it, see it being brought over your table by the waiter, looking at the menu and ordering it, getting so excited yeah, that I'm about to eat I don't care about any of that. I don't, you don't like, like the waiting part. I don't care about any of that. What? I just want the food in my, I want the fucking chicken salad in my no, mouth. I like I'm not, the, I don't care about I like about the taste out. and all of that. I don't like the waiting part. Like I, like to me, the orgasm would be eating Yes, the, the actual food in your mouth. No, the orgasm <laughs> is the swallowing. It's like when, it's literally the worst part. It's I, I swear to God, it's the it's the satiation. It's the satiation of that need that I'm hungry. My body now has this in it. It's not even the chewing. The chewing is still the foreplay because until you swallow your food, the food is not being absorbed by your body. You can't you can't chew something up and then and live. You can't just keep it in your mouth and live to have the full experience. You got to swallow. You got to swallow it. That's what I'm <laughs> That's saying. That's the orgasm then. I know. But would you sign up for just, oh, you don't get to chew your food. You just have it in your stomach. No, I'm saying if I just could, you're saying though, like, oh, all you get to do is chew for a long time and then the swallow will feel that much better. Yes. There's no fucking way. If I have the food in my mouth, it's got to go down. No, I'm saying the swallowing is so much better when you are able to. 
yeah, uh, I don't really need to savor hold, the yeah. experience beforehand. It's not the swallowing isn't good enough to for me. Even if I wait, that satisfaction isn't worth the pain of like just chewing. If that makes sense to me. God, I I I, I could not you disagree get, more. You know what I'm saying, Noah? To, okay, to me, the part where it's in your mouth and you can taste it and you're experiencing all these... That's pre-orgasm. That, okay. is not, that is not orgasm. To me, that is not... Because the <laughs> orgasm is the fulfillment of the desire. So the orgasm is like, that's going to make a baby, right? Like, Or that's going to uh, make your vagina suck up more... <laughs> Sperm, okay. I'm not right? so I'm not thinking of like the biological response. I'm just thinking about the like the feeling that like shock that like yes. permeates your body. That I I just want to get to that. I don't want to have to do any work to get but, there. <laughs> but don't you think? But that that shock that that when the the orgasm start first starts happening, I don't. I feel like that is still not the like that's the lead up too. Like you could even cut it off before the very tip of the thing that will then because afterwards it's just over yeah yeah well i don't like that part i, I so also it, it never I like has foreplay i like the yeah. lead up and foreplay <clears throat> actual sex i eh. but that's then it's not then then you don't like the stuff that isn't leading to, to your orgasm probably is sex not leading to your orgasm no it is it is definitely but I just don't want to have to like do all that hard work and concentration and all of that. I just so want to get to it. sex is like listening to the specials from the waiter and like yes. asking if they have like any ingredients that you might be allergic to. And then like the waiter comes back and is like, how's your day going, guys? And like, that's all that. And you stuff. go to the waiter and you go, hey, I'm ready to order. And he's like, I'm just a bus boy. Oh, uh, yes. Okay, and he's so like, let me get let me get your sex. waiter. Let yeah. me get your waiter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, no, just fucking bring the and food. Be like, I see the food already. Can we fix the air conditioning? There's like a vent that is like blowing directly on me and I'm kind of cold. Is there a booth? You available? like all that? I like all of that. Oh, my God. <laughs> this is wild I to like me. looking at every part of the menu and being like, what is the best options? Like, what is going to satisfy? What's going to give me the best mouth orgasm? And, and I just don't understand someone who would settle for a C minus as opposed to waiting an hour later and getting an A plus, but, but but the A to me is going to Chipotle getting my burrito in two seconds that tastes just as good as going to some nicer taco place that takes an hour. Really, you think yes. Ch Chipotle in a nicer taco place tastes the same? Pretty much. Well, then what is the point of ever going to anywhere nice if you can always I eat a mayonnaise sandwich? Nice. I do. Okay. Well, I, I, I thought you were someone that actually like cared about good food. Not really. I oh, mean, you're always asking people on Instagram, where should we go for good food? And, and you'll go, Nikki, you got to try this thing. The flavors. I've never tried anything like it. I'm like, yeah, where did like, I say that? You say that about things sometimes where you're like this. Isn't that amazing? And I'm like, I mean, I get like you seem to be someone that likes food. What? And can you appreciate like this a. This is wild to me. I eat the same thing almost every night, just like you. I know, but I just thought you were someone that actually cared about food. I don't know. I mean, no, he's I He's probably I having quick. an orgasm while he's saying it to you. I just think if anyone is on board with me, please let me know. I just don't, I don't relate to any. I'm feeling very unseen today. Let's get to the news. <laughs> oh, <No. laughs> it's okay. I think I'm right, but uh, and I there's I, no wrong or right. There's no, there's no right or wrong. I but really feel like there is, right, and I definitely sure. feel like I am. Me and um, Noah are right. Pantera. What? Pantera. 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 <laughs> That's her new nickname for me. You heard it here first. 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 You heard
invited you at first. Hope you're having a great day. I know Tuesday is a tough day, but hey, it doesn't have to be. Is it? Having a great time with all the swells. Tuesday's a tough day. <laughs> well, yeah, because, you know. Yeah, it's the beginning of the week. It's not, it's like Friday still. Friday still seems so far away. Yeah, you're right. And this Tuesday's a Monday to a lot of people. Ah, uh, yes. All right, so grammar experts say that too many of us fill our conversations with useless, clunky, and pretentious words and phrases, especially ones that have duplicate meanings. If you want to sound smarter, avoid the following overused words and phrases. Okay, I love this, and I bet I, <laughs> my words are all in this. I bet I, I bet I'm a culprit of this because I'm I definitely say words that are redundant. Okay, uh, very redundant would probably be mm-hmm. one. Uh, absolutely essential. That is absolutely essential for you because essential means absolutely. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. But you know what? I get that. (laughs) However, when someone says absolutely essential, it's going to make me hear it a little bit more. It's like a, you know, it's like a a foreplay for essential. So I'm going to really hear that essential a little bit more because I had to get through absolutely. And you make it, it feels more essential. It's absolutely essential. Essential. Okay, let me do both to you, okay? Yeah. Andrew. Yeah. It is essential for you to not come the next time to test whether or not my theory works. Uh, Andrew, okay. it is absolutely essential for you to not come the next time you have sex. I ain't coming. Oh, wow. Okay, so let's keep it. That's a keeper. Let's go to the next one. <laughs> okay, 3 a.m. in the morning. You don't need in the morning, oh, folks. Oh, God. I don't think I've ever... I'm not going to say never, but I don't feel like this is one I would do. It's 3 a.m. in the morning. No, yeah, that sounds to, ridiculous to me. Yeah. It's 3 a.m. and it's the morning. morning. <laughs> and she says, baby, it's absolutely essential that you wake up because it's 3 a.m. in the morning. I must be lonely. Okay, I get why Rob Thomas. He's, that was the first draft. And I'm glad that he shortened it. Word economy, Rob. Um, I mean, word it's economy. It's 3 a.m. and it's the morning. <laughs> I want to change those lyrics to that. It's 3 a.m. I must be lonely. And, and I must be horny. Must be horned, But I can't come because it's the and pre-meal. And she says, baby. All right. Feel badly. I don't think badly. you should come because you can only fuck me every four days. It's 3 a.m. and it's the morning. <laughs> I don't even know what's happening. Go on. Feel badly. I you, feel badly. You can't badly. say it. It sounds dumb. Like, I feel greatly. The only time you should say feel badly is if you aren't good at physically touching something. I feel oh, badly. I feel badly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so your girlfriend might be able to say that you feel badly if you touch her in a weird way. Andrew, you feel badly. Yeah, you feel badly. I'm sorry. I fucking have weird hands. That reminds me of one of my favorite jokes where you rub someone's shirt and you go, is this felt? And they go, I don't know. And you go, now it is. Like you felt it. Has this been felt? You know, Mm. is this felt? That's Uh, a dad joke. It's fun. Wait, so feel bad. I don't like any like that made me made me feel is is my literal absolutely essential that I do not say made me feel bad. Made me feel like generally made me feel bad because. I made me, I can say I made me feel bad, but no one can make me feel, you can't be like, Nikki, I didn't like how you talked to Brenda this weekend and she was sad. Like, if I feel bad about that, it's because I feel bad, not because you made me feel bad. And and people really need to stop being the victims of their feelings because your feelings, like I said in the beginning, you don't need to feel bad about them ever. Like you, so you, the way you feel 
is the way you feel. No one's making you feel a way. And if, even if someone's like, you look ugly today and you're stupid and I don't love you. And you go, that makes me feel bad. No, that is a thing you heard that you internalized and you yourself have been made to feel bad. But you also could interpret that and say, well, this person's wrong. And that just makes me feel sad that I let this person in my life talk to me this way. But they didn't make me feel that way. I chose to feel that way. And you really have no choice because no free will. I mean, I love when you throw that in at the end. Yeah, it always makes me feel better. Okay, summarize briefly. I'm going to summarize this briefly for you. Yes, yeah, summarizing is already <laughs> inherently brief. Yes, an actual fact. This is an actual fact. Oh, I say that all the time. Do you? Yeah, it's an actual oh. fact that, uh, yeah. That's, it's already a fact. It, are, it feels so good. You're right. That is another redundant. I uh, mean, these are fun. Yeah, depreciate in value. Uh, depreciate alone already means lessen in value. Yeah. I mean, all of these. Depreciate in value, people say all the time. Read more. Keep going. Uh, end result. Final outcome. A result is already the end of something. You don't oh, you need... don't need to say end. And the yeah. result being, the end result being, people say end result all the time. Oh, my God. This is mind-blowing. Final outcome. It's already an outcome. The outcome is final. Oh, my God. Everything I say now, I'm going to think, is this redundant in some way? Well, I think as stand-ups, we do cut out a lot of these words when we try to do... I think we add them. I think we add these absolutely essential... Because that sounds more interesting to the ear. That's why we have these things, is because they they make people listen more, and they, they sound exact better. Exact same. Whoa. Exact same? Ugh. It is the exact same one. Yeah, I say uh. it all the time. I mean, that... Oh, no. That is the exact... Yeah, you can just say exact or same. Yeah. Oh, uh, let's get God. to the next story. This is... Favorable really- approval. It's like, yeah, you already have approval, dude. Wait, it's favorable. favorable appro- I don't say that. Yeah, no one does. Uh, general consensus of opinion. Oh. The consensus is already general. General. And oh. opinion is our... Okay. Oh, here's one. In my opinion, you shouldn't say that. Because everything's in your opinion. Whoa. In close proximity. Well, In proximity, it's already close. In my opinion, though, you could be stating something that you might sound like you're presenting as a fact and it actually is an opinion. In my opinion, uh, uh, St. Louis feels hotter this summer than past summers. If I say St. Louis, oh, wait, no, that's still my opinion because I said St. Louis feels hotter. And that's (laughs) obviously coming from me. Okay, that is great. Let's get to the next story. Most unique. Okay, we'll keep going. Mm. I mean, this this is fun. All right, this is a fun story. I was laughing reading this one. Uh, the MILF mobile triggers free speech debate in Maine. All right, so this lady has van. So vanity plates in Maine. A few years ago, uh, they made it uh, like so the government could get more money, so they could make you could do whatever kind of vanity plate you want. Yeah, you just pay, and you could yeah. It's so a, they were making like two million dollars off this of revenue. Yeah, but the problem is people started making vanity plates like Milfmobile. Exactly, <laughs> like this one is tits out. She has so this woman Brittany Glidden drives a 2013 Chrysler, whatever. She has a Milfmobile logo is plastered on the rear windshield. Hilarious. She has kids in this bitch honk if one falls out. If you're gonna ride my ass, at least pull my hair. condoms prevent minivans and then her vanity plate plate is tits out okay Mm. so all those other things are stickers okay got it got it got it i was gonna say how did they fit milf mobile on a (laughs) 
Well, M M L F M B L Milf Mobile. It sounds like a new cell phone. Yeah, and sometimes you'll use like eight as a B. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, so now they're trying to put a law in that says Mm -hmm. that you can't do that anymore. That vulgar and obscene plates can't get made. That it's tits out. Was it? Is it like T one T five? Let's see. Zero. No, it's U. just tits out in capital letters. Oh, hers Who is just cares? <laughs> when I saw Trump flag that said no more bullshit waving in my subdivision, I was just like, kids can Google anything. Tits out. Mommy, what does tits out mean? Like, it means she has boobs. The things I fed you from are often called tits. And this woman likes to have them out. That's exactly why she has that vanity plate, she said. She said because she breastfed all her kids. And uh, in Maine, you're allowed to, uh, it, it's a topless it is state. A tits so out sometimes state. she drives yes. topless. Yes, I love this woman. Tits out all but day. But do you think that some of it is kuh? I mean, yeah, if you have. Yeah, I mean, rating, if you're going to ride my ass, pull my hair. I, b- bumper stickers are by and large kuh. And the vanity plate, I. If like those, the state's involved, it's like when Instagram and you try to write like, uh, suck my dick, bitch, to like one of your friends. And they're like, no, you can't do that. Like, do you want them? Like, they wanted to profit off of it. And then it backfired because people started doing curse words. Like, uh, I don't know if it's like, eat my pussy. Do you think that's bad for kids to see? Like, do you think they should have? No. Like we lie to our kids about Santa Claus. There's sex everywhere. Your kids were made with sex. Find a way to tell them the truth without having to. Kids can, kids can understand. Kids can. I was a child once, and I understood when something was for adults and something was for me. I understood that someday I would be able to do the things that adults did, but that some things were not for me. Give your kids the respect they deserved as intelligent human beings. Maybe some of them aren't. And allow them to understand that some things are for adults and some things are for kids and that they will, if they grow up, get to know what that license plate means. But right now, mommy doesn't want to talk about it. And it's not because you because I'm trying to hide the world from you. It's because it's too, it's for, it's for adults. Kids can understand that. Also, this whole thing of like, you have to tell your kids everything. It's like, you don't just say that's for adults. I understood that as a kid, I understood that I couldn't have all the candy I wanted because that was something that adults could do and have like, I can, I can, there are rated. There was a kid I talked to the other day that was like, I've seen two R rated movies. He had a firm grasp on the fact that R rated movies are not for him and that he's been allowed to see a couple and that someday he'll be able to see them all, but he can't yet. And he's okay with that. Kids don't need to have everything that we have. Also, don't use your kid like as an excuse because you actually have a problem with it. So many people go, oh, but my kids are going to read. It's like, no, you don't like seeing fuck on a vanity plate and you're using your kids as a way to uh, get what you want. Your kids don't give a fuck. You give a fuck. Yeah. It just reminds me of George Carlin's bit that I was watching the other day about pro-lifers and how they care about the life of a child until it comes out and then they don't give a fuck as soon as that baby comes out of a vagina they like who cares like don't give it welfare don't give it money don't it's on its own and then and then guess when they don't care about you again until you're 18 and you can die for fighting for 
you know, white men who want more power and money. Like they, the, the, they don't care about life until you're out. And it, oh, a baby, a life needs to be protected. And then the second it's born, fuck you until you're 18 and you can go die for us. It's like, he just nailed it. It's the same bullshit. It's like, it, they, no one really, this isn't about protecting children. This whole idea that, oh, children need to be protected. They're innocent. Your child can still be molested or injured or uh, something could happen to your child whether or not it understands tits out on a license plate. <laughs> That's not going to protect it. Do your job and know which things are actually harmful and not. And, and, and actually be consistent about what, what you, cause I bet the woman that's raising a whole fucking sting over this. I bet if you looked at her home life, there's things her kids are seeing that are way worse than a tits out license plate or whoever's like causing a man. Wanting, a man. Yeah. Oh, of course it's a fucking man. My child. This guy is such a pervert. Guaranteed this guy. Look at his hard drive and see what he's looking at. He is so ashamed of his sexual desires that he has to silence the things in society that might, uh, you know, I bet you anything it's, This is a case of like You know the, the closeted senator Hating gay people Whenever someone's making a stink About something this small Check their hard drive Yeah he probably has some Check vani- this man's hard he drive He probably has a vanity plate Someone hack In into his it. closet Get That it. says Yeah <laughs> Like dicks out I oh bet Oh my god He probably Yeah he probably has vanity plates That he sticks on his van That he can Over his real license plate So he can steal children And do weird things I mean I don't want to say that But uh, <laughs> this guy is definitely a perv A hidden perv Anyone Thy doth protest too much And I don't even think I'm Getting that quote right But Anytime you're really upset About something innocuous Check their hard drive Check the hard drive Next story Alright A rarely Tits seen out. Etch Etchina etch, Ed Sheeran, <laughs> a rarely seen Ed Sheeran recently came out again with a new single, Bad Habits. He lost a lot of weight and he's not drinking anymore and he just had a baby with his girlfriend, Cherry. Oh, wait, what is this? An uh, okay. <laughs> e, e, ki, An Echinata? Wait, I can't read that, Noah. Tell us how, Enchilada. And she, she needs us. Okay, it's an animal, you guys. It looks like she a porcupine. Needs us. I think it's, it's a porcupine anteater. What? I think it's a hard ch. Echidnas. Echidnas. Nez. Echidnas. Essentially, they're like a porcupine anteaters. Anteater. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so they um, their mating ritual is they see up to like ten male suitors. They follow. They form a train behind the woman for up to six weeks, and whoever lasts the longest gets to reproduce with her. Oh, so they keep going uh, like they co- keep going around and around, and then the one who's left gets to come. Essentially, yeah, they got to follow her for weeks. Oh, they form a treat like they. Oh, they got to keep up with her. Yeah, oh, but she like doesn't me. really like run around that much. I guess they just you know lose interest after a while. But they caught it on video of these guys following the woman. Just like the train behind. Oh my god, it's so cute. Inky das. I thought the train is they're all fucking each other, but apparently it's not what I was hoping. But okay, so they just follow her around until they just all go like, "This is, you know, this is a metaphor for life." It's like, oh yeah, live your life, ladies. Get out there, be busy. Women or men prefer bitches. The book I'm reading. <laughs> if you seem like you have a full life and you give chase, men will always. That's going to be the guy that likes you. 
Yeah. That like the guys want what they can't have. And if the guy falls off, he ain't worth your time. Like even with you and Brenna, I think of like if she would have been a little more available, if she would have been a little bit more texting you, it might it probably wouldn't have worked out. But she was her own person with her own shit going on and left you to realize like maybe thinking at times like, oh, she might be fine without me. And that makes you want her more. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, I'm, uh, I got, I stood in line on that train. Yeah. You lasted. I lasted, you know? <laughs> I think, uh, yeah. I mean, the guys are probably walking around. They're like, man, that's a cool rock. You know, like, yeah. It's, it's hard to follow for so long. I like, but then I think that to that point, though, I think a woman can be a bitch for only so long where a guy will lose interest if eventually she just doesn't you know show him any interest right but then where do you what do you do when do you (laughs) when do you decide when do you text the person if you haven't heard from them in forever like do you do you uh when do you because there's so often guys are like i didn't even know you liked me and i'm like i don't need to tell you i liked you like i i I look at the proof and i show my friends like the receipts and i go i said it here i said it here i gave all these indications if this guy can't understand that this is me being interested i can't help him yeah but the other day you're like these guys they're just i'm doing all the work and then we read it over and you're like oh actually he seemed pretty interested yeah there was one that i was like this guy is like blowing me off now and then i read it and i go oh wait i think i blowed him off (laughs) well there was something like brenna what she did like when we were in cayman for two months rarely did she call me first you know and and i you know so maybe that kept my interest like you know maybe she read that in the book maybe she wanted to call me and she held out from calling because of this thing yeah Um, i mean reading the book i have not contacted any of my like any of the guys that i wish were contacting me i'm just like but have they reached out to you no no and that makes me go well maybe i need to remind them that it's like no i don't they know i live and and i honestly i can't if someone isn't if their thought isn't like oh i'd like to talk to nikki glazer like then i can't help you i mean you just speaking to third person no, I was talking about th- saying that they say that. Oh, like I, you know, like I. But how does Nikki ta- Glazer feel about that? Well, Nikki feels <laughs> like, you know, I get absolutely essential for- in my DMs constantly. I'm being told I'm a dream woman, and guys would do anything to marry me. I have like marriage proposals daily of guys that just like s- the kinds of things that I would. I'm dying for the men that I actually like to say to me. These are all men I don't know. I could potentially like them, but it's just a little, and just saying. I know that I'm a catch and uh, it's just frustrating when I'm not talking third person. I d- and w- don't laugh. I know no, I'm a catch. You said catch funny. Catch. No, can we, can we, we can't rewind. I know I'm a catch. Okay. And uh, I was laughing at how you said it catch. Bothers it bothers me that um, these men who also know I'm a catch and they're going to think <laughs> about me the rest of their lives after they marry whatever boring woman, you know isn't as honest with her feelings so she plays a little bit more hard to get and so i don't eventually get them i know they'll think about me down the line because let me be honest the guys that i've been with who have married people that they chose over me they've told me that they think about me down the line so like i i know that i I think this is the hard part though if you are a catch right Mm -hmm. and they think in their mind you wouldn't want to date them and then you Follow but what this. if I tell them so many times? Like, well, that, but that's what I'm saying. 
then yes, obviously that should be. But I'm saying if you play the bitch role and you don't write out to them, they're gonna be like, oh, she obviously has better shit to do than fucking little old so me. So what do I do? Do I tell them somewhere in the middle? Maybe. I mean, I've told these people like I love hanging out with you and I'm down to hang out if you are, but I'm not gonna like I, I can only. I just go like, hey, if you ever want to hang out, hit me up. And if I'm free and and but want are these to. the guys that are initially writing your catch? No, no, that's what I'm saying. No, I don't want guys who are sliding into my DMs saying I heard you on this podcast and I feel like I know you and I I think our my our hands were made to interlock like all the things. Well, yes, I mean I think, but I'm just saying though, if you're telling a guy I love to hang out with you and he's not telling you that you're a catch and he's not being no, they tell me I'm a catch when they're drunk. Well, then that's a whole not. That's and a all the song. truth comes out. You only tell me oh, you're, I'm a catch when you're drunk. I'll catch a fish. I'll catch a cold. I ain't catching Nikki Glazer and I'm getting old. That is a good, that's probably a good song is like being a catch and like working with yeah. the words catch. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Okay, cool. All right. Why do I care? Sweet, dude. Oh, why do you care, Nick? Why do I care? All right. Seth Rogen says Paul Rudd once swapped places with his masseuse. Oh, yeah. I heard about he this. I was this kind tweet. of uncomfortable by this. Yeah, it is a little. I was thinking the same thing. Okay, so he wrote this tweet. Once I was in the spa in a hotel in Vegas getting a massage. When I finished, I turned over, and to my shock, Paul Rudd was massaging me. He saw me go in and convinced a masseuse to let me let him take over, thinking I'd notice immediately. <laughs> I didn't, and Paul did the entire rest of I it. I mean, Paul Rudd must be a great masseuse, or Seth Rogen must have, like, a <laughs> Really bat. bad taste. I bet... I bet it's the last, like, I bet Seth Rogen was just like, I bet he's like you, was like, I'll eat whatever sandwich they give me. Yeah. Like, he's like, fine with it. It could be better, but whatever. I, however, would be like, this sucks, and I want some, I'm sorry, I don't like this. You're, I would, I would stop the massage. I mean, Paul Rudd didn't have to jerk him off. That was weird. Yeah. I mean, that's the part that made me uncomfortable. (laughs) No, I mean, it would be insane. I mean, that's breaking so many laws, but it's a hilarious bit. And how I would like, you feel if it was one of your girlfriends that did that? Would you feel violated or would you? No, no, I would think it was funny. Yeah. If you're close friends, it's, yeah. I mean, it's fucking hilarious. I mean, I would just be annoyed that I got a shitty massage though for so long. And that what if Paul Rudd's great or what if your friend's great? Well, that's then I don't think it's that hard. I, I've gotten so many. I give a hell of a massage. If you put oil in my hands and you went down face down, you couldn't tell the difference. I really don't think. Mm. I know because I've had so many shitty massages that like they uh, really good masseuses have given me shitty massages before because it's very di- like, you know, different. Yeah. And I try to like give them instruction and it just does. not That's why I so often don't get massages. Um, yeah, I I liked this, but I also felt like it was a little bit like. Uh, you, you just want to know who's touching you you know <laughs> yeah. you just want to know because then the next time he gets a, he always has to think it's paul rudd in the room like every time seth rogan gets a massage i did say to my <laughs> sex partner because we talk about like you know bringing other people in and i really don't want to know anyone that gets brought in like i don't want to i don't want to see them i don't want to like get to know them i don't want any awkward before Guy or girl? Guy. Uh, Like another guy? Yeah. I don't want any... I don't want to like be like, here's Jim. He's going to fuck you. And like I met... You know, like I just kind of... I I told him like if I ever do something like that, which I'm not ready for that, 
but you're just gonna have to bring that person in when I'm like Oh, so he so he picks Yeah, I'm like I, choice. You gotta get them tested, you gotta vet them, I trust you, and I don't want them to be in the room until I'm like dying for them until I'm okay with it and I'm blindfolded and I don't ever have to see them. I don't have to talk to them afterwards. I would run into them in the street and I wouldn't even know it was them. Like, but you have to make sure they're safe, but I don't want to know them. Now, is this guy into seeing you get fucked by another or touched by another man? Yeah, he doesn't care. Okay. So he's into it just as much as you are. Yeah. Because he's doing all the work. He's filling out the forms. Yeah, he just wants to please me. That's okay. what that's what a good partner, a good sex partner does. Like, wants to d- do the things that... So you don't want to see these people. You just want to be blindfolded. You don't even want to yeah, see wanna, a lineup. I want a, a Paul Rudd. <laughs> no, I don't want to see anything. I don't want to know. You, I don't do you know. ever want to know what they no. look like? No, no, no. So you're blindfolded. This guy comes I mean, in. I, I would. I would. Now, why not just get blindfolded and have this guy go? Yeah, Jim's coming in, and then it, he just changes his voice. He goes, hey, "All right, Jim's that's here. fine. That's fine." <laughs> but it's not. It doesn't make for as good of a story, and it doesn't make for us to go afterwards. Like, what the fuck did we just do? Like that kind of moment afterwards. Yeah. But I really. That was always my hesitation. Was like. With a threesome, I don't the awkwardness. But even if it was with a girl, and a, or a, no matter what kind of threesome, the awkwardness before you get started bringing a third person in and being like, we, you know, him and I have a great rapport, but then this other person, I'm just like, hi, and then you start like the. I don't want the foreplay. The foreplay for me before I'm really horned up and like ready to do. Because when I get horned up, I will do wild, wild things, but. Nikki, 10 minutes before that moment, would not be okay with those things. So the last time we were fooling around, I was in that kind of like moment. And I go, this is when you would bring someone in. Because I didn't want this 30 seconds ago. But now. That's going to be very tough to have a guy on call. Yeah. Well, figure it out. to be in the ele- like in figure the hallway. If a guy's horny enough and wants to like join a, a couple and. You got to give at least a little bit of a heads up because this guy's got to drive in from Ladue or whatever. I don't know the city here. I don't care if he if if it if never gets to a point where that's going to be okay. And by the way, I always get to that point where it's okay. Okay, so he'll, so okay, so the but guy. It, it, for some reason, I don't. Oh no, I'm not going to like go through with it just because he drove across town. Like I don't care at all. Bye. I guess I'll let him up. Cause no, you're you not won't be, be able- here. Okay, well, someone's going to have to let this guy up. <laughs> it's not happening anytime soon, but I just, I finally came up I'm with like the plan for I'm like worried about it. how this guy's going to get in like, the building. I am so unattracted to most people. I just, I know that if I saw his face or I saw anything or heard his voice, I would just be like, ugh. So what are you going to imagine he looks like under that blindfold? Doesn't matter. It's just like being used by oh, something okay. like as like, and I'm being treated like an object. If what if, that you, makes but any what sense. if he's the hottest man you've ever seen and you never get to see him because you're blindfolded? Well, maybe we'll meet like serendipitously in another way. And, and he can't, I don't want him. I need to have him vetted so that you he know, doesn't talk so about funny. it to people or, you know, you go, you go to Whole Foods and he's like, even though I talk about him, you like, just see this random guy with one tooth be like, Remember? And you're like, fuck. Like, no, like he, no. This guy he would know. Saw you. This he guy needs would to know be the blindfolded rules. too, I think. I talked to my partner and he said, anyone I choose will know the rules to never, ever talk to you about it. Like, it's got to be. The kink community is very, like, protected you, you and anonymous. You just to wink like, hey. Oh, please don't wink at me if you fuck me when I'm blindfolded. 
<laughs> All right, let's get to Reddit dump. This is where I go through my Reddit saved um, things and show you what I've been looking at late at night on Reddit when no one's sleeping next to me in the dark. This is what I would be looking at uh, if I were you, Andrew. Not straight arm. What do you What do you look at when you're laying next to Brenna? TikTok. I was. I watched about ninety thousand golf videos. Yeah, I'm okay. obsessed with golf right now. I met a new friend playing with. Oh yeah, are- you found a guy for, that can come bang me blindfolded honestly i know you you showed me this guy yesterday you were like i found a guy for you and i go i think you found a guy for yourself he, you're like he's handsome he's got it he's tall he's six five and i go actually six four is my favorite height and he goes actually it's six four i just rounded up to make him sound better and i was like all right i mean he hits the golf ball a long way if you know what i mean okay this uh he's good at golf. this is from the reddit <laughs> uh the subreddit to me in real life for me in real life i don't know what that means okay it's like a for relatable posts that are too real vanity plate they're too real for me in real life but they're the whatever it's just a this is a funny tweet from a girl called egg underscore slut egg slut she said parent parents be like no don't kill yourself you'll you'll embarrass us (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I liked this. This was from Shower Thoughts. um, And it said, the the subreddit Shower Thoughts, but they're just like interesting thoughts. They said, the probability that your parents actually wanted you is the highest when you are an adopted kid. I liked that. I liked that a lot. Take that. People who think adoption makes it so you're not as unless wanted. you were just left on their doorstep. Mm, all right, this one I wanted to share a while ago. <laughs> the, that, I mean, that's a good point. But then you were probably given to a, a place that people don't just keep a baby that shows up on the doorstep because, or maybe they do. I don't know. Didn't happen with Jesus. Sinead O'Connor. Um, this was in entertainment. Which is when I follow Sinead O'Connor explains why she ripped up the photo of the Pope on SNL. Um, that wasn't the interesting part of this. The interesting part was I could not believe this. Hold on one second. Let me find it. Um, this is wild. Because I was looking at Sinead O'Connor trying to see like, you know, she got canceled for ripping up the picture of the Pope, which she always knew she was going to do. It was her grandmother's photo of the Pope. She had planned that she was going to de- demolish it on TV at some point in her life. Um, I think it's in this article. One second. This is this is going to blow your minds because I had no idea. Let me just Google it. So she had a bad inter- interaction with uh, the late great prince that you will not believe. Sinead O'Connor, how I survived hellish night of devil prince. Quote devil. Sinead O'Connor was already a world famous singer with a number one record. Da 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 da. Um. But that didn't stop a man she barely knew from threatening to beat the crap out of her in broad daylight, chasing her around his car early one morning on an L.A. freeway. This is the New York Post uh, from May of this year. Making the situation even worse, the man in question was Prince. Uh, Sinead O'Connor tells the story of how they got to this point, among many other anecdotes from a bizarre and incredible life in her new memoir, Rememberings. Okay, so here's what happened. The book's most shocking tale is a night spent with musical icon Prince in 1990, nine months after she earned a number one single for Nothing Compares to You, which is a cover of a Prince song. The pair had only met once for a quiet for a few quiet moments when Prince called her out of the blue, asking if he could send a car so they could hang out. 
A long black limousine arrived at 9 p.m. After a lengthy drive with a driver who did not speak, they came to a large, dimly lit house. She rang the bell for several minutes, but there was no answer. She had no idea where she was, and the driver had left. Finally, the door creaked open, and a man wordlessly motioned for her to enter, which she did through two enormous reception rooms with aluminum foil covering the massive windows. What's with that? She asked the dejected man who responded with only four words he'd speak all night with the with the four, with the only four words he'd speak all night. He don't like light. She was left alone in a kitchen with a small breakfast bar. After several minutes, she started peeking in the cabinets when she sensed another presence. Soon there's a swoosh sound and a sweet smell from somewhere behind. I turn round. Prince is in the doorway. Old fluffy cuffs. Seems like he's wearing literally all the makeup ever applied to the face of Boy George. The purple one asked if she wanted a drink, and she asked for anything non-alcoholic. He turns his back to reach up in the cupboard for a glass. Then, quick as a flash, he spins around, slams the glass down so hard in front of me that I don't know how his hand doesn't go through it, and says, get it yourself. With this, O'Connor felt trapped, as Prince's behavior triggered that of abusers from her past. She uh, and it says in quotations or in uh, parentheses, she infamously claimed that her mother had a torture chamber. She said, I've seen this before. I grew up with it. I knew it like the back of my hand. I start mentally checking for exits without taking my eyes off him. I realize I don't know where I am. I don't know how to find the door. I don't know how to find a cab. I'm away off up in some hills very far from the highway is all I know. Prince paced the breakfast bar, not speaking for what felt like minutes when finally he screamed at her. I don't like the language you're using in print interviews. You mean English, said O'Connor. Oh, I'm sorry about that. The Irish was beaten out of us. Prince responded that he meant her swearing, and O'Connor told him she didn't work for him, and that if he didn't like it, he could fuck himself. This really pisses him off, O'Connor writes, but he contains it in a silent seethe. They wind up sitting at a small table in a room with almost no light, with Prince barking orders as the dejected man who had shown her... her, with Prince barking orders at the dejected man who had shown her inside. The man held a tray with two bowls of soup and was carrying himself as if he's a battered child about to get beaten again. Prince ordered him to serve O'Connor soup. She said she wasn't hungry, but Prince insisted, repeating, repeatedly ordering the man in a demeaning and humiliating manner to serve the soup as O'Connor attempted to politely refuse. Then Prince dropped a bombshell. Prince turns his little vicious face to mine and says, in a tone normal people would use when discussing feces, this, by the way, is my brother Dwayne, O'Connor writes. I'm stunned and I'm disgusted that he could treat his brother so badly. I express this as poor Dwayne fades out of the room. Things get heated. Prince then left the room and returned with two pillows, asking O'Connor for a pillow fight. This are you guys even is this the weirdest thing you've ever heard? I keep going. I'm, I'm she so agreed, hoping this. it would change the visits. She agreed to the pillow fight, hoping it would change the visit's tone. But as soon as he hit her, she realized that he's got something in the pillow stuffed down the end, designed to hurt. He ain't playing at all. By now, O'Connor was terrified. When Prince tired tired himself out and went back upstairs, she ran for the door. The limo driver was there, but he was sleeping, and O'Connor didn't want to wake him. She tried quietly calling out for Dwayne, but Prince emerged and ordered her back into the house. She obeyed. After some time, he told her that she was permitted to open the door and ask her driver to take her home. She informed him that she didn't want to wake the driver, preferring to take a cab and said, another another temper tantrum ensues. How dare I not do as he is telling me, she writes. She tried to reason with Prince, expressing how unsafe she felt at the moment. Prince responded by lifting his face six inches from hers and staring into her eyes for what, what, what felt like eons. 
O'Connor got a cold fear in my stomach, ran out the front door and woke the driver while screaming for Dwayne. But Prince intercepted this at once. He took O'Connor by the elbow and instructed Dwayne and the driver to leave. Prince then ordered her to wait while he found his car keys. But O'Connor was not getting in the car with him under any circumstances. She made a break for escaping into the darkened woods surrounding his house. He screamed after her, where the fuck have you gone? After about an hour, she saw him drive away and began walking home. The sun was rising. Once closer to the highway, she stuck out her thumb, hoping to hitch a ride home and also praying that Prince wouldn't be the one to pick her up. But to her dismay, he was. He drives. What? Final thought. He drives alongside, rolls down the passenger window and orders me to get in. I tell I tell him to suck my dick or some such. He screeches the car to a halt in the slow lane and gets out, starts chasing me around the car, telling me he's going to kick the shit out of me as if I hadn't spotted clue one at 10 p.m. This continued for several minutes until O'Connor realized they were surrounded by houses. She found an opportune moment, ran to one and rang the bell. After a minute, Prince got back in his car, pondered the situation and drove off. She later told her manager what had happened. He had uh, formerly been Prince's manager, and when he heard her story, he went berserk. He wants to go around and shoot fluffy cuffs, as does another of her, his friends. She writes, they say I've been a victim of an attack that was actually meant to terrorize Steve, to, uh, her, uh, her old manager. They say I've been, um, it turns out Prince and uh, Steve, her manager, were involved in a legal dispute at the time. Uh, O'Connor never learned the details She didn't care But she never forgot it I never want to see that devil again She writes of Prince But I think of Dwayne fondly Quite often I mean Why isn't anyone talking about this? Do we just not believe Sinead O'Connor Because she's the crazy girl Who shaved her head And ripped up a picture of the Pope? I mean I think you just answered it But I, I, I just think Prince is that famous Like people don't care you're not gonna fucking bring down Prince. Can you with, imagine that? Also, a pillow fight it, is the funniest thing I've ever heard. I mean, I guess we can't verify it. He, this is just her biography, but I, I don't know. Based on fucking the, yeah. the the Chappelle sketch of Prince being so Prince is weird. Yes, and I also Old think like that's, the story. <laughs> the story is so sp- specific and unique. It's either obviously a hundred percent honest. Or 100% crazy. I just like, and I'm you going would with make honest. it crazier yeah. if you wanted to lie. I don't know. I mean, that was pretty fucking crazy what you just said. I, it was too many specifics. The per, the, the the breakfast bar, mm-hmm. the brother Dwayne. Although I was watching a YouTube clip the other day. Final thought. I was in a YouTube wormhole about how to spot liars and how to. I mean, this is all from Reddit. And by the way, I found that. This is why I love Reddit. I found that story because there was a post about her ripping up the post yeah. picture of the Pope. And then I go into the comments and the comments, the, the comments on Reddit, it's not like the comments anywhere else. If you guys are like not aware of Reddit, the comments are upvoted. So the most popular and like coolest or controversial, you can sort by controversial, you can sort by top it or most upvoted. You're going to get information that you wouldn't find elsewhere. That'll lead you down to these like places where you just get more information that isn't on the surface of everything. Yeah. And, that's how I found that story. And I mean, that was in the New York Post, it, 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 May 21st of this year. And um, I guess her book didn't get enough press because that is an insane story to it right in the book. Seth, Seth Rogen actually just put out a book and had some great stories in it. What was the one we covered on here where um, someone did something insane in an audition? He couldn't stop laughing in an audition. Yeah, Tom Cruise. Oh, and he ran into... Um, he ran into Eddie Griffin, the comedian, in an elevator with Jonah Hill in Vegas... This was another story that came out from his book. And Eddie Griffin said, um, you know, uh, he, they had just uh, come out with that movie about the monster movie. It was like where they all played themselves. Do you know what I'm talking about? That like horror movie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where yeah. It was just the like, end of the world. The end of the world. Yeah, something like that. Eddie Griffin 
saw them in elevator was like I love that movie. I'm trying to write a movie like that, but I can't get anything made because Jews run Hollywood. And that's why you guys got it made. Will you tell some of your Jews to like get, let them (laughs) let black people make movies. And Jonah and Seth were like horrified at first. They thought he was joking, but then he was like very serious. Like, please let your Jews know. (laughs) I mean, he ain't wrong. Um, I mean, (laughs) what did did he say? It was so, it was, it was, I just, I love a good, hold on one second. I got to get something for the final thought because this is all coming together and I can't wait to share this with you. One second, just hold please because I love a, I love a celebrity memoir of someone I trust who is going to tell the truth about celebrities, which is what my book is going to be. It's going to, it's not going to be like calling people out that I've never called out before, but I'm about to go get Kathy Griffin's book, which I stole from my mom's bedside table because I know she has already read it and I wanted to have it laying around because Reddit. Hold on one second. What do you get? You know what I thought was crazy about that, Noah? Is that he cared about her using curse words. Like, it goes back to the vanity. Pl- like, he would hate tits out. Don't you think, Prince? <laughs> I think Prince would love tits out. No, he hated Sinead Ch- O'Connor cursing in her quotes. He was Plus- a fucking, he didn't like it. I'm going to stay neutral between Prince and Sinead O'Connor because I don't know what's real and what's All fake right, in that story. All right, stay neutral, stay All neutral. Right. I also think that uh, that uh, her copying his, using her song, he no thought he had rights over compares. her. Like he no thought he had control over her because compares. she made money off of his words. Poor Dwayne. How's he doing out there? I bet I bet Dwayne's finally free and just... Yeah, he changed his name to got- the... Uh, the ad symbol, actually. <laughs> That's so funny. Um, okay, so this is the book, Kathy Griffin's Celebrity Run-Ins. It's, uh, she has an A to Z index of all the celebrities she's met and all like the stories. This bitch has always been so honest about celebrities. People don't even want her around because they know that if they misbehave around her, she's going to tell people in her specials or in her book. This book is so awesome to have around because it's just, you pick it up, you open it, and you'll get a celebrity story because this bitch tells the truth. Kathy Griffin, I love her. I don't care what anyone thinks about Kathy Griffin you're wrong unless you love her because this bitch tells the truth more than even I do she's taught me a lot so this is one that I just want to share and I'm not going to say anything around it but you everyone just needs to hear this I'm do you mind if I read this uh part of I think her should chapter? Be a segment. okay here we go I like Nikki reading this stories. is Kathy Griffin uh on John Hamm uh who she classifies as actor nemesis you'll never convince me to like John Hamm I'll admit he was great on Mad Men and deserved that Emmy they finally gave him in its last season, but that's it. I get that this makes me the loner. Pretty much in any group I've ever been in, when I start bitching about Hammy, people act as if I've just strangled Jesus. But I've known him since before Mad Men. You see, he's bros with some comedy guys I know, and I have to say the vibe I've gotten from him is cold and somewhat disrespectful. I've always gotten from him is is cold and somewhat disrespectful toward me. I'm suggesting he's one of those hot guys who's mildly funny but actually thinks he's comedian level funny. You know the type. There's probably one in your office or family. He just reeks of that. It's an entitled air. When Hammy wants to be funny, he's, (laughs) well, not. And again, I'm not saying he hasn't been good in his comedy appearances on 30 Rock and so on, but in my experience, the harder he tries to be funny, the more he's not funny. To me, case in point, a dinner at the legendary talent agent Sue Menger's house in which I was privileged to be invited. It was only eight people, and one of them was the great Jack Nicholson. 
So when Hammy showed up too Inside I thought Oh great He even said to me What are you doing here I said I earned my seat at this table What are you doing here He was in hair and makeup Because he'd just come from The set of Mad Men Where he'd been directing The episode as well as acting in it And yes I'll even admit He's a little talented But he proceeded to get Very drunk during the Coffee table portion And then when it was time For dinner Sue had sat him next to me But at least Jack Nicholson was there And I could focus on Hopefully getting to know One of the great actors Of our time Then Jack Who usually Directs whatever he says to seemingly The world at large focused on me When he went off on a tangent about Rupert Murdoch Almost getting a pie in the face during a Parliamentary hearing in England I was asking him about why he was so interested And he started doing an imitation of The right wing media mogul and I was In heaven and Hammy picks that Moment when Jack is talking To me to start whispering Boozy yammerings into my ear First it was you know your Emmy Isn't a real Emmy I let that one go, but then he whispered, you're so old. I said out of the side of my mouth, not now, but he kept going saying things like, do you know how old you look? Finally, I turned and barked. You can't, you can't keep up. You're outclassed. Now zip it. Jack's talking. The impression I got from him was, I'm not going to let her have that moment, and I will never forgive him for stealing my moment with Jack from me. And look, I've been told I'm old and not funny by a lot of guys, a lot of hot guys too, but when I'm in an intimate conversation space with friggin' Jack Nicholson, an opportunity I figure I'd never get again, that's the real reason I can't stand Hammy. The double whammy of cruel but not playful comments and the horrible timing, again, he's not a comedian, folks. Hopefully done with the drink, but probably still Don Drapery. I'll also admit that I get a perverse joy in making him a nemesis because it simply hasn't been done by anyone else. I've cornered the market on convincing the jury that there is at least reasonable doubt regarding Mr. Ham's character. And that is all I will say on that. Guys, we have such great shows coming up for you this week. Tomorrow, Marilyn Rice Cub is going to be on the show as our special guest. Uh, and we'll we'll just do more of what we've been doing today, which is really digging into things. I mean, I admitted some things on here I wasn't planning on admitting. Any final thoughts on that story, Andrew? Uh, yeah. Um, you know, John Hamm, he's talented. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll see you tomorrow, guys. And, uh, don't, don't be, be cool. And, and, uh, yeah, yeah. Looking for hair removal tools that not only deliver smooth results, but also empower you with a sense of complete control? Enter Conair Girl Bomb, your secret weapons for smooth, sleek results made just for women. From the ultimate Girl Bomb grip and professional grade blades, you don't have to compromise and settle for less. Conair Girl Bomb equips you with the precision and power previously reserved for men's grooming tools. So take your hair removal routine to the next level with Conair Girl Bomb. Available at conairgirlbomb.com or a retailer near you. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This is...
this is so cool. Don't Tell Comedy is sponsoring this podcast. Don't Tell Comedy are comedy shows that happen in these really intimate, unique spaces like art galleries and backyards and rooftops. I did one of their first shows in 2017. It was in a random clothing store in LA. Now they are in 150 cities worldwide. You got to check them out. They are such a perfect night out. Don't Tell Comedy is the spot to go. Date night, alone night, friend night, whatever you want it to be. It's so fun. Get tickets at DontTellComedy.com. Use the code Nikki for 20% off your first show. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. Danielle Moody here, host of the Woke AF Daily podcast. We've been with iHeart for a year, and what a year it has been. As we head deeper into 2024 and yet another life-changing election cycle, Woke AF Daily is here to keep you sane and woke. Make Woke AF Daily your podcast destination for 2024 election news and analysis. Listen to Woke AF Daily Season 5 on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.